0: So I'm back, even though I said I might not be back this week, but I am because I'm always just following my heart and whatever my intuition tells me to do. So I'm definitely switching up my episode schedule and won't be releasing podcasts weekly for a while because... I'm taking some serious time to tune into healing my body and stepping away from anything that feels normal, quote unquote, and safe. So like releasing a podcast episode every week, um, working with brands the way that I always have, relying on all these external things. Because I feel like I have to and because that's the path that was laid out for me and surrendering, continuing to surrender deeper and deeper and deeper to the universe every single day. And that's what I'm doing right now. So I received so many beautiful messages from you guys who listened to last week's episode with the beautiful Claire of Plantiful Soul where I shared that I'm going to step back from releasing episodes weekly for a while, probably release two episodes a month, but also just have no rules around it whatsoever. So perhaps I will still be releasing lots of episodes every month and perhaps I won't. I'm really just going with wherever the divine consciousness takes me and wants me to go. So I have been meditating every day, spending almost all of every day in deep meditation to become my own healer, which is what I'm working on. And if you're new here to this podcast, I'm healing from a lot, but mostly, if I could put it into words, I'm healing from chronic Lyme disease and all of the co-infections that come along with Lyme, like babesia and malt poisoning and the symptoms that all of that causes, which is chronic fatigue, brain fog, exhaustion, adrenal fatigue, dizziness, nausea, food intolerance, chronic hives, The list goes on. I'm trying not to get too caught up in the labels of it all because what I'm really trying to do is just reach a level of consciousness in my mind where sickness no longer exists. And it's really beautiful because I feel like my mind has reached that place. And now it's about bringing my body with me on that journey. So I'm very excited to share all of that with you and everything that will unfold on this healing journey. Also, a place where I'm channeling my energy while I release less podcast episodes and kind of step back from my day-to-day, my routine that I've been so used to for so long is a course that I'm channeling for you guys on manifestation and intuition. It's something that's been trying to come through ever since I was in Bali last year on a solo trip. I spent the whole month of April there. It's crazy to think that was over a year ago now. I wanted to write a book there and I was so just tied to what I wanted to happen there. And what really happened was that this incredible manifestation course channeled through me and honestly, I've been so sick and so tired since then. I never felt like it was the right time to bring that course into the world. But now I feel like it is. And my intuition is like, yes, it's time. It's time. So I'm working on that right now and I'm putting so much energy and love into it. And I feel like taking a little step back from Releasing the weekly podcast episodes, or perhaps that just means taking a step back from having guests or lots of guests or whatever it may be and doing mostly solo episodes. I think that's going to help me a lot with just getting still and getting quiet and allowing this course to come through. So, if you want to get on the list to be among the first to hear about this course once it launches into the world, then email. The beautiful Jane, J A N E, at com. Just tell her that you want in on the manifestation course and she will put you on the list. So you'll hear about it right when it launches. I can't wait. I feel like it's something that I have needed in my life and that's why I'm creating it. So I'm creating it for all of us, but I should say, I'm just the channel for a higher source coming through me. So we'll see what happens. It's all very exciting. Um, today, we're going to talk about my spiritual journey. It's been quite the road, quite the path, a really exciting one, a really just magically unfolding one. It's all always happening in divine timing. So I want to take you along on that journey with me and share all of it with you. And before I do, I want to do two things. One, I want everybody to take a super deep breath in through your nose. Hold it at the top. Suck in a little more air. And release through the mouth. (sighs) We're going to do that one more time just so we can all tap in feel a little bit closer to our highest self deep breath in through the nose hold it at the top suck in a little more air and release feels good and now second thing before we dive into this spiritual journey of mine I want to thank our incredible sponsor for the show, Four Sigmatic. So when I say that I'm moving away from working with brands in a certain capacity, I don't mean a few brands like the ones that have been a huge part of my actual life, like every single day, and I've gotten super close to the people who run the company, et cetera, et cetera. There's a few brands that are always going to be a part of my brand and Four Sigmatic is one of those. So if you want to learn more about Four Sigmatic and medicinal mushrooms and Learn about why there's such medicine in our life. You can listen to episode 85 of this podcast with the founder of Four Sigmatic, Tarot. We talk all about him growing up, foraging mushrooms, what all these different adaptogenic mushrooms are, why they're good for us, what adaptogen even means, all that good stuff. And he tells us about his favorite mushrooms and all of the inspiration behind starting Four Sigmatic. And also you can go to foursigmatic.com slash blonde to see all of my personal favorite Four Sigmatic products, which range from chaga to mushroom hot cacao, which tastes like hot chocolate, to mushroom coffee, mushroom matcha. The list goes on and you can also use the code BLONDE while you're there to get 15% off and shop around their products. They have tons of education on their website about mushrooms, why they're good for us, which mushrooms you need in your life. Mushrooms are such magic. They're adaptogenic plant medicines and I'm so grateful to start my day each day with a Four Sigmatic blend. I go through phases. Sometimes I'm a caffeine person and I drink their mushroom coffee. They just came out with a mushroom latte mix that is so good, that has caffeine in it. It has like coconut milk extract in it. It tastes so creamy and frothy and delicious. And then I go through non-caffeine phases where I'm more of a chaga girl in the mornings. And that's really, really grounding, makes me feel really alert. So you can play around, but use the code blonde for a big discount and tag me on your stories and on Instagram. If you try for Sigmatic, I feel like a proud mom, mama bear of their company because I just love it so much. So share with me if you fall in love with them the way that I do. Thank you for Sigmatic for sponsoring the show and supporting me on this healing journey of life. You guys make it possible to do what I love, and I'm so grateful. So, with that, let's just head on into my spiritual journey, what this solo episode is all about. So, I just want to give a shout out to all of you who've requested this type of episode. I feel like I've heard it a lot lately, which is because we are all so interconnected. And if one person in our community wants to hear something, then probably that means a lot of people do. I heard something really cool about podcasts and social media and It's something that Deepak Chopra said. I can't say it as eloquently as he did off the top of my head, but he said it to Oprah and it was something like, because of technology and podcasts and social media, like-minded souls in a karmic family are aligning themselves together in these beautiful networks of like-minded light beings here on this earth and finding each other so much more easily than we ever would without this type of technology and making friends from all over the world with these like-minded spiritual interests and pathways and we're awake in certain ways and we've found each other, which is so cool. So if you're here, that just means that you're part of the larger soul family of the Soul on Fire tribe. And I'm so honored to be a part of it and to connect with all of you guys. And Deepak Chopra says it best. "We, I'm really, really grateful for this technology and to be able to just sit here on my couch in my pajamas with Hudson next to me my cat and talk to friends from all over the world and know that if you're listening to this then you get it you get me and Let me tell you, I haven't always felt that way in my life. And if you're listening and you're on this spiritual path, you might have felt that way as well. But I truly believe if you have an inclination toward looking at things in a deeper way, then we're here to wake other people up and just live our happiest lives possible and extend that as a ripple effect into our families and our friends and our communities and the circles of people around us. And that's, in my opinion, what living a spiritual life is. Being a kind person, spreading joy, spreading kindness, knowing that we're never above or beneath anyone else anyone else that we see or that we know that's so freeing. We're never above someone. We're never beneath them. We are all one and we all have so much to learn from each other. But someone that you admire, someone that you idolize, someone who inspires you, you're not beneath them at all. You're just recognizing something that you love in yourself, in them, and the potential that you have to do what it is they're doing and you can just reach into the field of infinite possibilities and do that as well and get on the path to whatever it is that you dream of so we'll back up and start to tell you about my spiritual journey which began I mean I want to say we're all spiritual beings and as I tell you this story of my life I want you to think about your own life and notice maybe when synchronicities were happening that you didn't realize. And looking back now as as a wiser, older being, you can see that synchronicities were always at play and nothing that happens in our life is a coincidence or without divinity and divine timing. Everyone that you've met, every experience that you've had positive and negative was all for such a greater reason and I'm totally under the belief that we orchestrate our lives our souls orchestrate our lives before we even get here and that doesn't mean that we don't have so many infinite possibilities that we can choose within this life but everything has meaning nothing does not so that's also been really freeing for me too. So just think about your own life as I tell you my story, kind of going all the way back to being a child because that's when we're all so connected to the divine oneness because we have just come from there. Like babies, they have just come from that place. And this is my belief that I'm sharing with you. So if you don't agree or you have different Beliefs, for any reason, I totally respect and admire that I think we can all look at things differently. I believe that our souls are always alive, living on so many different planes and so many parallel universes, so we never are born, and we never die. That's what I believe. So, as a baby, we've just come into this realm, this life from a different realm, and we're so connected and tapped in and I remember being born and people used to like totally laugh when they heard this because they didn't believe me, but I totally remember being born. I have such vivid memories of being in the womb and everything making sense and living in this like bubble of everything that I knew was true, which was connected to source, to infinite oneness, to God, which is really just in ourselves, in my opinion. And then being birthed into the world was traumatic for me because I went from this really, really safe womb space into a really hectic room in a hospital. And life was harsh and things were cold and I had this Stomach problems and whatever, all sorts of things. So being birthed into the world was a bit traumatic for me, but I love knowing that thinking back to birth, I was connected to everything beyond this realm. And as a child... I was always so sensitive. I was a highly sensitive person. And in human design, I'm a reflector. And if you're interested in human design, you can listen to any of my previous episodes with Jenna Zoe, like episode 78. We talk all about being a reflector and we touch on all of the other human design types as well. So I was always, as a reflector, reflecting my surroundings. So if things were uneasy around me, I was feeling uneasy in my body. And I always had a lot of like health health ailments and different things like that. And deeply inside, I know that I was so spiritually connected as a child. I would have dreams that were so vivid that I, I knew that they were more real than the reality that I was living. And for example, when my grandmother passed away, my mom's mom, when I was six, I started having these dreams about her. One dream in particular that kept reoccurring where we were just sitting at the kitchen table in her home, um, talking. And she was telling me, I'm not, I'm not dead. You don't have to be sad because I didn't actually die. I'm always with you. And in my dream, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to tell my mom. Everyone's going to be so confused because we thought that you died. And she would say to me, no, I I didn't. <laughs> I'm alive and I'm really happy and I want you to know that. And it was always, it was so comforting. So I would wake up and I would know that that dream was so vivid that I had truly just been with her and I think that was my first taste of not being afraid of death because I knew that she was still there even if she was in a different place and I couldn't see her anymore I knew that her soul was still alive and that she was happy and that she wasn't gone so that was a really comforting feeling to me but as I got older, I think I lost, I mean, I know I I lost that sense of self and that sense of comfort and knowing that we never die and there's nothing to be afraid of. And because unfortunately, this is what happens. Kids go to school and we learn all sorts of things and we're inundated with what the world tells us and what everybody believes. And I started believing whatever what what i felt everyone else believed which was a mindset of fear and anxiety and being terrified of death and trying to avoid it at all costs of course and i kind of stopped having that connection and i stopped having those dreams for a long time and i still had a super vivid imagination and i would have these crazy vivid dreams and i also was an insomniac even as a child which I feel is unheard of but I would like lay down and never sleep and then the morning would come so I know I was always just so in tune as a reflector with all sorts of things that were going on that affected my sleep and my health and all other things and I never viewed this as a good thing until I got much older so now We can fast forward from my vivid dreams as a child to beginning yoga when I was about 15 years old. I started going to Zuda Yoga in Sacramento. And I know that it was totally divine guidance that brought me to yoga. My dear friend, Brittany, had told me, You have to try this place, Zuda Yoga. It's so amazing. They have a $10 for 10 days class pass and you've got to do it. So I went to go meet her one morning. I was 15 years old and went to take yoga and I hadn't loved yoga before. I had done it many times. I was really into Bikram yoga, but then that got a little bit too rigid for me. So I wasn't totally looking forward to it, to be honest, but I showed up because I told her that I would meet her there on a Sunday morning in December. I will never forget. And it was raining. I went in there, kicked off my shoes at the front door and literally was met with this force of calm that washed over my whole entire body. And I felt like I was leaving All of my troubles at the door, literally, and walking into some kind of sanctuary. And it had to do with the vibe and the environment and the teachers and the class, but also it had to do with the fact, I believe, that I was so divinely guided to this place and yoga was going to become a huge part of my life and it was going to be the catalyst for me to so much more. By the way, you guys know how I am with numbers and 417 is the number that is just showing up everywhere for me right now. And it's 417 PM. So I just have to shout that out. 417. If anybody else is seeing 417, tell me because I feel like it's the angels. It's the angels coming in and they're glad that I'm recording this episode. So... At Zuda, that first class of mine, I completely went into a trance. It was an hour and a half of vinyasa flow, beautiful music. They played Trevor Hall. This was like old school Trevor Hall 14 years ago. This is why, as you guys know, if you listen to this podcast regularly, that now I've had Trevor Hall on the show like twice or three times. And it has been the excitement of my life because I have been such a fan of his since I was a teenager and his words were total medicine to my soul. I felt like the music that they would play in Zuda, which was Trevor Hall and Krishna Das and all of these gorgeous just songs that spoke to my soul. I felt like I was heard for the first time and seen for the first time, and I was home for the first time. It was more amazing than anything I could literally ever describe. So I went back to Zuda every chance that I could. All of high school, I went at least to one class a day, often two classes a day. And I was seeking this feeling of pure stillness in the mind, peace in my heart. And what i now know is what people seek in meditation is just this total washing over of complete calm and all your worries melt away because you know that you're connected to something so much deeper so yoga was like a moving meditation for me i could not get enough of it i begged my parents to let me do a teacher training they were like what is our daughter doing we want you to just t- t- go to school and go to college and Follow the path and do these things. So, I wasn't able to convince them to let me do a teacher training until I was like 20, but then I did it. And I was still the youngest in the teacher training by so many years. And it was still incredible. But I had this insatiable desire to learn more and more and more about yoga. And I felt that anyone who taught yoga or was immersed in yoga was so alive. And so wise in a way that I had never experienced. So even though I wasn't able to do a teacher training in high school, I did other things with the yoga studio, like a 40-day transformation with Baron Baptiste who started the Baptiste style of yoga, which is basically what we know now as the vinyasa style of yoga. So that 40-day transformation was Big for me. I was 15 years old. I was going through a lot. And this really brought me back into myself and my soul. And I learned through yoga and going to things like I went to the first ever Wanderlust Festival in Squaw Valley, Lake Tahoe, a couple hours from my home in Sacramento. And I was like, 15 or 16 at the time and I was surrounded now by all of these incredible people who I felt were so like-minded and so spiritually aligned and awake and I was so excited because I really hadn't experienced this type of community in my in my life before so yoga was definitely the catalyst for me to get quiet in the mind have a teacher, like a real spiritual teacher who I felt like, yes, I I want to learn from you. I, I want to feel more of your inner wisdom. And I had a lot of different yoga teachers at that time, but I looked up to them so much and I just wanted to be them. So by the time that I was able to do my own yoga teacher training, I was like, yes, I want to be this for other people and then i realized you still have to do a lot of like growing up and a lot of things before you can actually teach others not just yoga but to go inward and i realized that's what it was that i loved so much about the teachers that i loved and about this style of yoga that i fell in love with was it was a window for me to my soul and a window to go within and it was also so good for my body I got so physically strong. It was the strongest time in my life when I was going to yoga multiple times a day. I know that sounds kind of extreme now, but at the time it was really good structure and I loved being so physically strong. It just made me feel so connected to myself and I got something out of every single yoga class. I never went and felt like I shouldn't have gone. I always learned something like some kind of nugget of wisdom and I feel like all through college it was so good for me to have yoga in my life because not only in college did it bring me a lot of friendships and people who I definitely was meant to hang out with because if I ever met someone at LMU who also was into yoga we're like yes let's drive to Santa Monica together and take a class um so it brought me lots of beautiful friendships, but also it was just such a good thing for me to be doing on the side of like partying and schoolwork because it kept my head on straight. It was, I'm, I've am i never been a religious person, although I do identify very much with my Jewish roots and I was bot mitzvahed and I'm so intrigued by Judaism and the Kabbalah and Jewish mysticism, but I've never been a deeply religious person. But what I feel about yoga and the structure and how it was always there for me is the closest that I have ever felt to a religion until recent spiritual experiences, which I'll get to. So it was always My place where I could go and silence my mind. And it was always there for me. So I feel like because of yoga and being so connected to myself, I was always able to really make decisions based off of my intuition and my heart instead of my head, which is what led me to not only move to New York, but also to leave New York and come back to the West Coast, which Everybody, like, would have thought I was crazy that I was leaving this incredible grad school program. So, sorry. Sorry. I'm fast-forwarding a lot. Like, I'm fast-forwarding all the way through college because college, I was doing a lot of yoga, doing a lot of partying, but yoga was always a through line for me. And then jumping ahead to grad school, I decided I was leaving grad school and everyone would have thought that I had lost my mind because I was in this top grad school program, getting my master's of fine arts in creative writing. And I was leaving for this blogging career, which at the time blogging was not a career followed my heart, followed my intuition. I've talked about this in other episodes. If people are not familiar with my story, you can listen to some other solo episodes. And it was my intuition that told me to leave New York and come back to the West Coast. I didn't know why at all. And my conscious self, my head, questioned it so many times. Um, Like why I love New York so much, but it was completely the right thing for me as I later learned as I met my soulmate and also my soulmate Kat Hudson and many other things have happened since I've moved back to New York or moved back to LA. So around this time also I just feel like I was so tapped in all along because I started my blog and the blog gained traction very quickly and I felt such this deep connection to my readers and, uh, and to my listeners once I started a podcast and I felt like everything that I started, it came from such a deeply inspired place and it always picked up and, and did well, which I was so grateful for and I always had gratitude and I never lost that gratitude. So I was living a really spiritual life without even really knowing it, always feeling so grateful and always following my heart and living in the flow and just moving along with wherever the flow in life took me. And then my vivid dreams that I would have as a child were coming back and I would have these just like such insanely vivid dreams where I knew Where I was going while I was asleep was just as real as where I would be when I was awake and started to become really fascinated with talking to mediums. And I had a lot of sessions with different mediums and psychics. I mean, I swear, I used to joke, I have seen every psychic on the street corner of both New York and Los Angeles because if I ever saw someone advertising as a psychic, I was like, sign me up read me tell me what's up tarot card readers everything I was always so intrigued by it all and I had a few really really accurate readings and I always just felt like I want to be a medium like I want to be that tapped in you're you can see what I know is there which is beyond beyond the veil that we can't see that spirit realm most of us but we can feel it and we know it's there. So I was so intrigued by mediums. And then I would have these crazy synchronicities happen where, for for one instance, I was sitting at Coral Tree working with my friend Niall one day, just blogging and writing and working. And I had this insane burst of inspiration just jolt through my entire body like an electrical pulse. And it was like, you have to go to the animal shelter right now and get a cat. And I jumped up from where I was sitting and I said, Niall, I have to go right now to the animal shelter. We're doing this. And she was like, okay. So we looked up this place in West LA. We drove straight to the shelter, no kill LA. And I hadn't been thinking that I was going to get an animal and was just wasn't on my radar at all, but something picked me up from that chair at Coral Tree and I knew I had to drive to the animal shelter and that there was an animal there waiting for me. So we got there and at the time there were three kittens when we arrived and I knew I wanted a kitten really bad because I wanted to raise a kitten from the very beginning of their life and have that kind of bond and there was a long line of people there to adopt that day. And by the time it was my turn to to come, to come come in and it was my turn to go back and look at the cats, there was one kitten left and his name was Hudson. He was two pounds, seven weeks old, little tiny ball of mousy fluff. And he fit in the palm of my hand. And instantly from the moment that he was placed in my hand, I knew that we were connected in huge ways and had other lifetimes together and that this little being was one of my soulmates from my little soul family. And this was the first experience I had ever had like this. I mean, consciously, I was thinking, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Am I even fit to have an animal? This seems seems crazy. I can barely take care of myself. But something about this little breathing ball of fluff made me know that uh, we were divinely connected. And when I stepped away to sign the paperwork before I could bring him home, I missed him already, like as if we had already been together for so long. I m- I missed him fiercely. Like, get me b- get me back to that cat because that cat is literally my heart and soul. Actually, I could totally start crying just thinking about it because Hudson is my heart and soul. He's, he was my first taste of my own family outside of like a family with my parents and my siblings and my nieces and nephews starting my own family in my own apartment. And I had just moved into my own apartment because I had been living with roommates my whole life and my business was was doing really well and I was able to move into my own apartment and live by myself for the first time so I had actually the right kind of space for an animal and I br- I brought him home and he was my soul family and when Hudson came home with me that's when things really began to shift and this was a huge catalyst in my spiritual awakening because something about the synchronicity of me going to adopt Hudson and then Hudson coming into my life was just the exact type of synchronicity that my soul needed to escalate me, I think, to the next level of evolving spiritually. And actually, it was Hudson's help that really helped with that. So I started talking to an animal communicator, Miranda, who's been on this podcast a couple times. And this sounded crazy to a lot of people in my life. They're like, why do you feel like you have to talk to an animal communicator? But I felt so close to Hudson. I wanted to know everything. Like, what was he thinking? Where was he before I found him? Do we have past lives together? I wanted to know everything. So Miranda talked to Hudson and Hudson told me through her so many different things about having past lives together Many past lives, and that he came to me at this time in my life for a reason. And he chose to incarnate as a cat and come into my life at this time because we have spiritual work to do together and consciousness to raise on this earth and high vibrations and all this stuff. And I was like, really? I mean, this was all so new to me. I was like, oh my gosh, is this part of my path? Because I've always been a wellness blogger. So teach me, like teach me what it is that I have to know that I'm supposed to be sharing with people and and learning myself most importantly. And Hudson also told Miranda that my soulmate, the man who I was supposed to be with was already in my life, was a very good friend of mine and told me, told Miranda to tell me to stop looking everywhere for the right man. You're looking in all the wrong places. And the right man is already in your life. He's already your friend. He comes over, he hangs out with us. Hudson was like, I know him. Like, Hudson, I I know him. He's great. Like, you need to calm down. He's already in, in our life. So I was like, okay. So I, I listened to Hudson and I started to slow down. And the truth is. Hudson was talking about Jonathan. And once I started to slow down, I realized that. And then Jonathan and I started dating. And now Jonathan and I are getting married. And I truly believe that Hudson and the Hudson um, brought me and Jonathan together because we're all connected on a soul level. Hey, Hadi, Squeaky. Hi. Hudson just walked into the room and he's looking at me like, Hell yeah, I know you're talking about me. He's so wise. So that was when things really started to shift and these synchronicities were happening more and more often in my life. So, right around that time, right when I started dating Jonathan, actually, I started noticing a lot of different things about Kundalini, Kundalini yoga, like this Kundalini book was falling off the shelves at a yoga studio and it fell into my hand and I looked at it and I'm like, all right, Kundalini, I hear you. So I started reading about Kundalini and learning about Kundalini and as you know, from this podcast, I had been doing a lot of yoga for a long time, but I had never tried kundalini yoga. And then it kept showing up. I kept hearing about it, kept reading about it, kept knowing that this was part of my path, something that I needed to step into soon, but I didn't really know where to begin or how. Um, then a few months later, I was speaking on at a retreat in Santa Barbara and I was driving there wondering why I was speaking there and second-guessing myself and thinking this was a mistake. I'm overextending myself, overextending my energy. I don't even know why I said yes to speak at this thing in Santa Barbara. It's such a far drive, blah, blah, blah. Because I just didn't realize what I was supposed to be doing there. Then, of course, there were so many reasons why I was there and why it was just totally meant to be. And two of the beautiful glowy faces in the audience that day were Britt and Tara of Elevate the Globe. And they came up and introduced themselves to me and said that they're kundalini yoga teachers in Los Angeles. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible because kundalini is something I have been thinking about and I feel like this is just a divine synchronicity that we're meeting right now. So we go back to LA. They teach me my first Kundalini class. I was totally hooked. I started going to their Kundalini teacher, Tage, who has a studio in West Hollywood, which was actually around the corner from Jonathan's old apartment before we lived together. And this is when my spiritual... Of awakening really started to like explode and I went from being interested in all of this stuff to being totally immersed in it like oh my gosh there's so much more to life than I ever thought and I would do a kundalini class and in the shavasana of kundalini after the class I would have these visions of my future and the people's futures around me, and I started to see things before they would happen. And one thing that I saw was that I was going to write a movie with this guy who looked who who was brunette who looked like a friend of mine. And just a couple days after I had this whole vision, and then I saw the actors that would be in the movie and everything. Um, he, th- this man, emailed me and asked me to write a movie with him, and I met with him and we started writing the movie and then I eventually realized it wasn't the right circumstance for me at that time. But that was a huge learning for me. And it was so powerful because I was like questioning everything. Like, oh my gosh, if I can see my future in a way before it happens, then does that mean like I have to, do this thing like write the movie even even if it doesn't feel totally in the flow for me anymore and what I learned in that experience was I always have to feel in the flow and there are so many infinite possibilities and what I was seeing at the end of my kundalini class was one possibility of my future so I was going after that writing the movie but then I realized I don't have to do that. And I was seeing one possibility, but there are so many infinite possibilities and it's good to stay focused and always feel in the flow. So I that was powerful for me for so many reasons, because one, I learned that what I was seeing was true and I wasn't just having this huge imagination that I couldn't trust. I was actually seeing things that were real or things that could be real and really aligning with Possibilities for my own future. And I would connect with all sorts of things. I would connect with spirits. And then I knew now, okay, this is actually real because this, the universe has shown me with this whole writing a movie situation that this is not just my imagination. This stuff is powerful. So around this time, I became very frustrated spiritually because I felt like I was opening up opening up so fast like psychically and it was so exciting but I felt like I had no control over it and like could only receive information at certain times and I I looked at people who are like mediums and people who are really tapped in and I felt like I want to have more control over these spiritual gifts that are that are waking up inside of me so I talked to so many different people because of this incredible podcast that I have and met Reiki masters and shamans and kundalini teachers and crystal healers and mediums. I think I already said that (laughs) and so many different things, so many different avenues, human design, chart readers, astrologers, and all these different spiritual avenues where I felt so excited by everything I actually wanted to pursue each and every avenue that I learned about because I felt like it was so exciting Um, and and I was just so inspired by it all and I started writing a lot because Marianne DeMarco the incredible medium taught me about channeled writing automatic writing where you can write in a journal or wherever and if you're in the right mindset you can start channeling your loved ones or a higher self and so I started doing automatic writing and that was very healing for me I became less spiritually frustrated and decided that I was just going to surrender to the flow of the universe because that is when all divine guidance comes and then I had another huge catalyst after kundalini I mean, Kundalini was still a huge part of my life, but that was like one big catalyst. And the next big catalyst was I received a message on Instagram from someone named Nicola Berman, who I had known many years prior. She had an almond milk company in LA called Almond Milk LA. And she was the first brand. Hers was the first brand that I ever worked with on my blog in 2013, but we hadn't talked in so many years. And she sent me a message and said that she now lives in Ojai and she's an energy alchemist and was getting messages, little divine messages from her angels to reach out to me. And it was crazy. So she said, come see me in Ojai if you're coming to Ojai anytime soon. And I was going to Ojai for my friend Danielle's birthday just a few days later. So I was like, this is crazy. And it was actually at the same hotel where Nicola works, the Ojai Valley Inn. So we went there. I went and met met up with Nicola. And when I saw her, she had tears in her eyes and it was like a divine soul connection between us that she could see more than I could. Cause I was still, this was all really new to me. I was like, what's going on? Um, and she shared with me that I was connected to the Pleiadian aliens. And so just so everyone knows I, was, I told like this I told a lot of this story previously and then my computer crashed and I had to start all over from about 30 minutes in forward and it was when I started talking about the Pleiadians and I know and anyone who's into all this stuff knows that are amazing all these great spiritual light beings like the Pleiadians etc they can communicate with us technology and maybe like messing with our technology. So the moment that I mentioned the Pleiadians, my computer crashed. So now I'm I'm speaking very um, carefully, carefully about them. The Pleiadians are incredible. And Nicola shared with me about them. At the time, I was, this was so new to me. I was like, you're telling me about aliens. And I didn't even believe in aliens. So what it, and you're telling me that I'm from the, Ple- the Pleiades and that I'm basically a Pleiadian alien, like on this earth. But then things started to make great sense. And I thought, you know what? I have never felt very human. And obviously, I am a human. Everyone listening, don't worry. I haven't lost my mind. But I realized I had connection with a higher place. And I do feel like a star being. And we all, what I've learned since then is that we all have connections to all sorts of things, parts of the earth. Some of us are star beings, some of us are crystal beings, some of us are from the earth, some of us are plant beings, flower beings, and I definitely feel deeply connected to the earth and I know I've had many, many, many lifetimes, my soul just like deep into the earth with the plants, but also lots of lifetimes up there with the stars and the Pleiades. So I finished that session with Nicola and my world was rocked. I saw her face shifting, shape-shifting into all of these different beings and I had never seen anything like it. Like I saw her face dissolve into galaxies and Native American shamans and I was freaking out. I was hyperventilating and crying and screaming. And she was just like, I know, I know this is a lot. And that just goes to show how tapped in she is. Because now I know if I see someone's face shape-shifting like that, it's because they are so tapped in and they have shamanic abilities and they have shamanic connections and shaman spirits living inside of them from past lives, but also from just, shamanic spirits that they're in touch with and now I've seen it a lot I've seen it with multiple shamans and then anyone who's really really tapped into their higher self and it's rare for me but I saw it with Claire who was last week's podcast guest and I I saw it a lot when I was on ayahuasca and I realized and shaman Durek who's been on this podcast a lot has helped me realize that seeing people's faces, shapeshift is one of my gifts, one of my intuitive gifts. But at the time when I saw this with Nicola, I was just basically just freaked out. And I remember, but in a good way. And I remember after the session, having a picnic under one of the beautiful trees at the Ojai Valley Inn with Danielle and our other friends who we were with and telling them what I had seen and that I was a Pleiadian. And they were like, just so fascinated and like, wow, tell us more. So I spent a lot of time that summer researching about Pleiadians. And then I had Wendy Kennedy on this podcast who channels the Pleiadians. And then I was getting alien visitations in the middle of the night Where I would see like these light beings in my room, like stitching up my brain. And this was all while I was asleep. But these like vivid things would happen when when I opened my eyes. And if this sounds crazy to you, I promise I'm not a conspiracy theorist (laughs) about aliens or any these are experiences that I have had. And chalk it up to whatever it is that you believe in. But this is totally my, my truth and This was a time where I was expanding so much spiritually and it was very exciting. And then alien visitations, doing a lot of kundalini, surrounding myself with crystals and getting really, really interested in crystals and the energy of crystals and bringing that earth energy into my home. And around the time that all this was happening, my body started to freak out and blow up in full body hives and then I was getting so exhausted that I couldn't get out of bed and I went from having crazy amounts of energy to having no energy at all being so lethargic I mean brain fog to the point of not even knowing my own name at times and obviously now looking back this is when my Lyme disease was flaring up in my system terribly, Um, but I totally believe on a spiritual level that my mind was waking up so much, and my soul was waking up, and my spirit was waking up, and my body, since I always say I'm not from here, I don't feel like a human, my human body just started to shut down and freak out and feel really, 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 really strange and sick, and. I later learned that Nicola, the amazing Nicola Berman, who I was talking about before, um, who's been on this podcast since then, Nicola had Lyme disease as well. And many, many people who I know, Shaman Durek had his crazy health crisis where he died and then came back to life. I feel like this was me entering into my dark night of the soul period and I'm still in it. So this was like a year and a half ago that it started almost two years ago and I'm really in it like now I'm in my Saturn return which officially started in March and yeah I'm experiencing a lot but I feel so much like it's my spiritual self waking up and my spirit and my soul waking up and My body is coming along for the ride and I'm having to learn how to heal my human body to be able to handle all of this, all of what I've seen and all of what I feel. It's a lot. So yes, after I started getting really sick, I not because of this, but around that time, I started exploring with plant medicine. I started doing some psilocybin mushrooms, plant medicine, and it's a psychedelic psychedelic mushroom. The first time I did it, I was in the desert with Jonathan, and he had done it many times, and I was just like, "What? This is crazy i don't I don't want to do a psychedelic. I'm not into drugs." And he was like, "Trust me." And thank you, thank you to my baby, Jonathan, my my twin flame for waking my soul up to what it needed because mushrooms have been my greatest medicine, my greatest teacher next to ayahuasca. Um, They both have been so expansive for my mind. And the first time that I did mushrooms in the desert with Jonathan, like my third eye opened up in a way that it had never been before. It had been so activated in kundalini and in other experiences, but finally it really, really, really opened up. And oh my gosh, I turned into my soul. And I realized I literally am a soul having a human experience. This is so freeing. This is so freeing. I'm not just a human with a soul. This is something I've always known. And now I actually get it. Like, this is real. And it was so exciting. And I really went deep on the medicine. Like, I was like melting into the earth and the sky was speaking to me and I was reintroduced to the language of the plants that I, that we all know because I, I believe it's where we all come from. And there's a language of the earth that has existed long before humans were ever here. And I was reintroduced to that language and I'm telling you, nothing has ever made more sense in my life I was finally home, 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 home. Oh my gosh. I was like sobbing, happy, happy, happy sobs and telling Jonathan, oh my gosh, I'm like a great, 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 great grandmother soul. And you're like a baby soul. And we're together in this life to do great things together. And my body's so sad sick because I'm literally not from here. And he's like, yes, I know these things. Like I've been trying to tell you this and it was so profound. And I mean, there are messages in the sky. It was like, I was, I was tapped back into the collective, collective consciousness that we all have access to through plant medicine. So I've, I've explored plant medicine a lot since then. This was like two years ago and I respect it so much. It's a huge part of my life. I microdose mushrooms all the time. I It makes me feel more me, more human, more awake, awake than anything else. It makes me feel very alive and very tapped into my creativity and my gifts and Of course, if you're listening, it's important to get mushrooms or any plant medicine from a very well-sourced, well-intentioned, pure place and use it for spiritual purposes, spiritual exploration. I am so not a proponent of like partying on mushrooms or anything. Like it's not, I don't look at these things as like a party drug. Like this is Go out onto the beach or into the desert and have an experience with yourself and trusted people that you love and go deep into your own soul and let it answer questions for you that raise your consciousness and bring you back to who you are. So having those experiences with mushrooms, then, oh, they made me feel so much better because then I realized, even if my body is sick for the rest of my life, which I don't believe it will be, I will be okay because I belong to something so much greater than this body, like so much bigger. I I belong, my soul belongs to the infinite realm of the universe. Like, and then I finally, it was brought full circle, was no longer afraid of death. Just like when I was a child and my grandma would visit me in my dreams and show me that she's still alive where, where she is. So then I felt like, okay, this is good. This is good. There's nothing to be afraid of. The only thing that matters is love. We are all love. And there are so many great teachers that we can look to that teach us this. There's A Course in Miracles, Gabby Bernstein, so many others. But we are all love and we don't have to choose fear. So this really woke me up, my experience with mushrooms. And then eventually... When I did ayahuasca, that was a huge plant medicine awakening for me as well. And you can listen to my ayahuasca journey on an earlier solo episode and also all about ayahuasca with Dennis, an incredible shamanic figure in my life who answers a lot of questions about ayahuasca on an earlier episode. So these plant medicine experiences have brought me back to who I am and brought me back to my soul. And every experience I've had has just unfolded into the next. So plant medicine has been very deeply healing in my life and has taken my spiritual journey to a whole new level. But even without plant medicine, so many incredible things have happened in my spiritual journey, like making contact with people who have passed away, channeling them, being a medium of sorts to people in my life, which is really cool and really exciting. So many other things. I have so many other things I want to share with you and will share with you guys. Um, I don't know what's going on, but my garage band keeps just completely crashing. And I've told like so many stories. This episode has meant to be a lot longer than this because I keep saying things that keep getting deleted but i'm going to take my own advice of everything that i'm talking about in this episode and not force anything i feel like what's meant to be in the flow is what has already what i've already shared with you i don't want to keep forcing things cuz i feel like it's just going to keep crashing and a lot of what i have to share with you from here i'm going to be putting into my manifestation and intuition course so you can definitely get on the list for that by emailing jane at thebalancedbond.com. But the last thing I want to say before I end this episode is that this healing journey has been, and, and getting so sick, has been such the hugest part of my spiritual journey altogether because it's forcing me to slow down and to listen. And I mean, I'm not doing anything right now. I've canceled everything. And this is what my body has been telling me to do for so long. And I feel that opening up psychically and intuitively and having all these experiences, that's when I got really sick. And that is the universe speaking to me through my, through my body. So I'm listening and I'm not forcing and I'm, I'm keeping, I'm, I know that I'm my own healer, and I'm not looking for healing outside of myself right now. There are so many great spiritual teachers who I can listen to from the comfort of my own bed, thanks to podcasts and technology. And I listen a lot to Oprah's podcast. Um, She has so many of the spiritual teachers and greats on her show. And I've been doing Joe Dispenza meditations twice a day and Honestly, more has been channeling through me through during this time of stillness and quiet than anything else ever. Like I channeled basically a whole entire journal in the middle of the night about this course that I feel I'm creating not only for, for me, but for you guys, but I, it's also something that is deeply for me and deeply speaks to my soul. And I'm really excited to bring it into the world and the universe. So there's such magic and medicine and going deep inside of us. So this episode, this is my spiritual journey. My spiritual journey is still evolving. I've had so many incredible awakening moments from Kundalini to traveling to Bali to Ayurveda and doing Panchakarmas and making contact with people who have passed away and automatic writing and channeling and crystals and... Oh my gosh. Even last night in a meditation, I had the greatest vision of my life where I saw my soul, like my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful soul, like dancing as this older Native American woman, but she had my eyes and my face, but this older Native American woman at the same time with this huge, beautiful flower headdress that was just like bobbing around in the wind, And she actually jumped into my heart during my meditation and showed me that she's going to help me heal. And if any of this sounds super out there and crazy to you, well, it probably doesn't since you've listened to this episode all the way through. But if it does, just know that we all have access to our souls and to our higher selves. And it's such a beautiful thing. They're always, always here to teach us and share with us and help us go deeper. So I cannot wait to keep expanding my consciousness. And I feel like this time of deep rest for me is a huge gift. And this time of getting so, 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 so sick that I literally can't do anything. But rest is a huge gift. And if anyone else out there is sick, you're not alone. So yeah, I'm very grateful to yoga for really starting my spiritual journey, but it's so cool looking back because I know it was always so much deeper than that. And spirituality is something that we can all have in our lives and always grow stronger. And I feel that that's where everything comes from. That's where we manifest. That's where we're in touch with our intuition. That's what it is to live a happy life. And all we want is to live a happy life and inspire those around us to do the same and those that we love. So Thank you guys so much for listening, for being here. I want to go on. I'm, I'm basically petrified that if I go on, that everything that I just said, is going to be deleted because that's kind of what's happening with my garage band right now. But I want you to know I'm going to be taking some downtime for myself, whatever that looks like. Maybe I'll be here every week. Maybe I'll be here every few weeks. But I'll be creating a lot for all of us while i'm gone and while i take this downtime and i'm going to heal and it's going to be good and yeah i'm going to keep exploring with the meditations and the plant medicines and the teachers and just see where it all takes me. so thank you guys for your love for your support for being here check out our beautiful sponsor for sematic and their plant medicine in the version of medicinal mushrooms not psychedelic um use the code blonde for a discount with them and please tell me what you think find me on instagram comment on my photo or dm me or email me tell me what you thought of this episode i really genuinely want to hear and know and also join our soul on fire podcast tribe on facebook to meet friends from all over the world. And if you're inspired to rate and review the podcast, I would love that. Send me an email, a screenshot to Jordan at the And I'll thank you by sending over my yoga ebook to you. It's 200 pages, it's awesome. Um, yeah, I love you guys. I'm grateful for you, and I cannot wait. For all of the special amazingness to come. Because there's so much of it. I love you. I love you. I love you. And tell me about your spiritual journey. I want to hear. Tell me on Instagram or email or whatever. And I hope that this episode inspired you to think about all of the amazing synchronicities and miracles in your own life. Because there are miracles all around us. And Yeah, I'm going to have to release a part two because there's so much more. But this is perfect for today. Love you guys so much.